I went to counseling to fix my son, really. <laughs> but instead, the way it always happens, right? <laughs> yes. Instead, they ended up working a lot on me and the ways I was thinking and the way I was reacting and taught me a lot, a lot of new tools. But I had a problem that when I would go home, I would try to implement the things I learned. And in the heated moments, everything would go out the window. I literally could not remember any of the tools, any of the strategies. I would literally just react the way I used to. I would threaten and just raise my voice and just react in ways that I did not like. Yeah, and reacting like, versus responding kind of yes, thing, right? And I was learning these tools to respond, but in the heat of the mm -hmm. moments, I could not access any of it. Sure. And I'm like, I felt like I was constantly failing at the mom that I wanted to be. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, cause he's got you. All right. Hello, friends. I am so glad to be back on the mic. I am feeling refreshed and revived. I know I kind of went through a little wah wah stage with, <laughs> with the podcast over the last, I don't know, couple months, just kind of having to focus other places for a while. And you know what? That is, that's life. That's real life. So I'm back and I'm refreshed and I'm invigorated. And today's guest is part of that reason. So today is an interview I did with Elizabeth Andreevsky. She is, get this, a Christian mom stress coach. What? <laughs> right? A stress coach. There are life coaches for everything you can imagine. But wow, whoever thought you could have someone come alongside you in whatever it is that you're carrying in the realm of stress. There's good stress and there's bad stress, but stress is stress, right? So if we can have someone who can speak into that space. What a special place to have a beautiful woman who loves the Lord, who has her own kids, who is in the midst of all the stuff. She has four kiddos, three boys, and then finally her baby girl. And she knows stress, I'm sure. But you know what? She also knows Jesus. She is the one who can help us understand how to feel empowered by connecting with God daily and proactively taking care of ourselves and using healthy habits that when she started implementing them into her own life, she really saw the positive impact it had on herself and her family. So from that point forward, she was able to stop overreacting and feeling triggered all the time. And she was able to become more grounded and calm and collected. And she has a desire to come alongside other women and help us show up more calm and present in our daily lives 
more reflective of the power and the peace that lives on the inside of those of us who call Jesus Lord. She has some beautiful things that she's going to share in today's interview. I know you're going to love it and be sure you stay to the end. She also has a free gift for our listeners. There's a link in the show notes to get your hands on that. But before we jump into this great interview, I want to share this week's Spotlight 5-Star Review. This is from Find Hope Here Pod, which by the way is actually a new friend of mine, Teresa who is the host of Find Hope Here podcast. I encourage you to jump over there and find it. Teresa says, Jenny speaks life. I'm a new listener to the intertwined life. Already, Jenny has spoken so much life into my heart. Her love for Jesus inspires me and her authenticity shines through. Can't wait to hear more. Teresa, thank you so, so, so much for that great review. And if you want to leave a review for the Intertwined Life podcast, hop over there on iTunes Click those five stars, take a few seconds to write what you're thinking, and maybe you'll get featured next time. All right. I know you're going to enjoy this talk with Elizabeth, and I will catch you on the other side. Welcome, Elizabeth Andreevsky. Yeah, we got it. Is that it? Is that really it? it. Wow. (laughs) I like have it phonetically and everything. Okay, Andreevsky. I am glad that you're on the podcast. I'm excited for what you have to share with our listeners. Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us about you and your family, your, you know, life as much as you want, but then also just your passion and what brought you to where you are in your life right now. Yeah. So I'm Elizabeth and I have been married for 14 years. Uh, We have four kids. Our oldest is 11. And, and then eight-year-old and a six-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old. So three boys and a baby girl who's wow. napping. Yeah, she's and napping right now. Right now. Wow. And I'm talking to you right now. So my boys go to school. Um, they uh, go to a private Christian school nearby. And then my daughter is home with me all day. So when I get things done is in that mm-hmm. nap mm-hmm. period of time. Wow. And We live in Florida, in Jacksonville, Florida. We moved here last summer from Minnesota. Originally, I was born in Latvia, which is all the way in Europe. Okay. Yeah. My parents are Ukrainians. My my husband is Russian. Wow. And so (laughs) there's so much in the mix. Yeah. And so Russian is my primary language. And my husband and I met at a Russian Baptist church. In wow. Minnesota. Okay. Stop. A Russian Baptist church in Minnesota. What? That's incredible. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. What a different place to be coming from, like in so many backgrounds. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So we were in the same uh, Sunday school, like, you know, youth group or yeah. teenage class or whatever you call preteen class. And so um, that's kind of like how we first met each other. And, and then we were, you know, became youth and then he started to get interest in me and I didn't (laughs) like him for a while. And then, (laughs) and then he won me over and now we have four kids. So yeah. Yep. And so I am um, a podcaster. I have a podcast called Emotionally Healthy Legacy And I help overwhelmed Christian moms reduce mental stress and manage their anger in a healthy way so they can respond with patience and calm. Mm -hmm. And I've been led on this journey a few years ago. I was struggling parenting my youngest son at that time. And a friend of mine recommended for me to go to counseling for parenting. And I did. And it was um, not faith-based, but I was introduced to um, respectful, positive parenting approach where you focus on creating a connection Mm -hmm. with your children to get them to cooperate 
um, to, I learned about emotional needs, emotional regulation, uh, none of that I knew before. I was raised in a traditional type of parenting home. I had a good relationship with my kids, but sorry, my parents, but I, um, it was all kind of like, um, you know, we were raised in a way like I said, so can't question it. You just do what you say. Like, and I just felt like I had lots of tension in my parenting. I was constantly reacting to my days. I was, um, raising my voice. And like, as I became a mom and had three kids, I started to notice that I started to have anger outbursts with my kids. I felt like I never really had anger problems until I became a mom. Mm -hmm. And then you're worn out, exhausted, overwhelmed. And my husband at that time, not when I went to counseling, but before that he was a flight attendant. So he was gone all the time. And it was me with three young kids. And so like, I just had these sides of me come out that I did not like. And so um, I went to counseling to fix my son really <laughs> but instead the way it always happens right <laughs> yes instead they ended up working a lot on me and the ways I was thinking and the way I was reacting and taught me a lot a lot of new tools but I had a problem that when I would go home I would try to implement the things I learned and in the heated moments everything would go out the window. I literally could not remember any of the tools, any of the strategies. I would literally just react the way I used to. I would threaten. I would, you know, spank my kids and just raise my voice and just react in ways that I did not like. Yeah, reacting versus responding kind of thing, Yes, and I was learning these tools to respond, these new, you know, some of them were like, you know, different phrases, you know, teaching your kids how to regulate their own emotions. But in the heat of the Mm -hmm. moment, I could not access any of it. Sure. And I'm like, I felt like I was constantly failing at the mom that I wanted to be. Around the same time, shortly after I started counseling, I started following an influencer. She was like a mommy influencer and she was promoting a course that she was selling at that time. And it, it was about taking control of your days and your schedule, creating routines and rhythms. And, you know, it also taught about prioritizing your needs and stuff like that. And so I felt like that might be a good fit for me. So I ended up buying that course And I, one of the biggest things that it really taught me and encouraged me was to get up in the mornings before my kids. Yes. I would constantly, and and we'll touch on that. That is one of the things that I teach my mamas, if at all possible, if you're in a season of life where it's not little tiny ones Mm -hmm. to get up before your kids in the mornings. And I would do that. And then COVID hit and then all the kids are home with me. And so I really needed that. I learned that I'm an introvert, that I'm a highly sensitive person. And I absolutely need alone time to show up as the mom I want it to be. And so I started up getting up in the mornings before my kids. And thankfully, my kids were at an age where they slept through the night. So I really had no excuse. And they went to bed at an early time. And so I would get up a couple of hours before them. And I would, yeah, I would read the Bible. I would journal. I would actually read a regular book, you know, that I like, <laughs> that I just enjoyed, you know, yeah. I sometimes would exercise. Sometimes I would just 
um, do some deep breathing and just sit in silence, literally for like five minutes, just close my eyes, take some deep breaths and sit in silence. And just, I noticed such a difference in how I was showing up as a mom. I, my tolerance window for things not going my way, for my kids not listening and my kids melting down, like everything throughout the day, like my tolerance window was so much bigger, even though nothing changed in the sense with like my kids and their behavior. But I, God was working in my heart. He was like, I was starting my day off right with connecting with him and filling me up, filling my cup. So I didn't start my cup with half full. I started it with full in the morning. And so when my kids got up, I was not reacting. Exactly. Like I was responding to them. And so that's kind of where everything like started. And then I'm like, how do other moms not know this? I keep hearing other moms saying that they struggle and they're reacting. And I felt like I figured out this thing mm-hmm. that you know, like I had to share with others and that's how my podcast was born. And that's where I am today. So that's so good. That's so good. You know, that scripture where in Psalms, where it tells us, be still and know that I am God. He wasn't kidding, (laughs) right? Mm -mm. It is so true and so powerful. And if we can just be still in our hearts and our minds, and I, I am right there with you. If you in any way. Now, you know, when you have a newborn and you're up all hours of the night and everything, you got to sleep when you can sleep. But when your kiddos are going to be in bed and stay there, even if they're awake, if they're safe and they're playing, you know, let them be, get up a little bit earlier, just sit there. Just like you said, breathe, Lord, I'm here. Good morning. Take a moment. And man, before everything else is pulling on you and and needing you and, and all the things going off around you, what a difference that makes. And when the Lord mentions this, be still, it's because he knew what he could pour into us if we would be still in his presence. That's so good. It's so, so good. So tell me one of the things that, um, when we were talking and I'm going to kind of throw you one that we didn't have on our notes, but, (laughs) but I know you've mentioned it a lot. You talk about, you help moms learn how to be and what it looks like to be calm and present. And -hmm. I think that's, exactly what you're talking about. What does being calm and present in your parenting when the kids are awake, (laughs) what does that look like for you? How do you describe that? Yeah, I describe that like being not distracted with like your phone or other things. You're fully present with your kids. Let's say you pick them up from school. Like I'm there hundred percent with my kids. I'm not trying to text someone. I'm not trying to respond. I'm not looking at social media or multitasking. Mm -hmm. I'm fully present Mm -hmm. and then being calm and grounded and peaceful. It's like when your kids are having a meltdown, when things are a little bit chaotic, like in the home, which it will happen because if you have and like multiple kids, like it will. I have three boys that are loud <laughs> and make annoying noises and bother each other. Like, and it's just and getting started. Yes, yes. yes. Um, I don't know what it is with preteen boys and making annoying sounds, oh, but they'll I like know. pick a noise and they'll just go on repeat. <laughs> I'm like, how is that not driving you crazy? Well, I feel like being that calm and present mom is like when 
yes, all of that is happening, but you're not being sucked into it and you're not adding to the chaos. You know, you're able to remain collected and you're able to like not raise your voice, not scream. I mean, I still raise my voice here and there, but there's a difference between like, hey, you know, come over here, you know, stop this or start doing this versus like screaming your head off, right? Like there's a big difference. Throwing a fit. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right. And so I still raise my voice with my kids. Sometimes they're loud enough and I have to, you know, like raise my voice, but there's a difference between screaming and raging and just like raising your voice so your kids could hear you. And so being calm and collected is just bringing that sense of peace in that room and like being able to not being pulled into the chaos and add to it. And, you know, even when your child is melting down, you're able to help them calm down versus being yes. sucked in into their um, exactly. meltdown or whatever. Yeah. Not being codependent as my counselor and I talk about a lot, you know, in letting someone else's emotions affect our emotions and us being able to be grounded enough that that can be their problem. And, you know, and I can choose intentionality and in how I respond and treat the situation. So that's, that's beautiful. So what does, what are some of the practical ways that you encourage women to do this? I know that one thing you we talked about for this episode was you had mentioned that you had five practical things that people, women, moms can do every day to be more patient with our kids. Mm -hmm. So what are your five things? Talk to me about that. Well, we touched on getting up in the mornings before your kids, if at all possible. Um, If I feel like if your child is six months old and not like still having really, really poor sleep, maybe look into, you know, sleep training because sleep is so important Mm -hmm. also for your emotional regulation. But um, just getting up in the mornings before your kids, even if it's 10, 15 minutes, grab yourself some coffee and just sit down and just say a prayer or just, you know, just like God, you know, I'm inviting into the, you into my day, you know, please be with me, give me, you know, wisdom and guidance and patience to be the mom that you want me to be for my kids. And just literally sit there in silence for two minutes and just take some breaths because that is actually really calming for the nervous system. Mm -hmm. We're so used to like, go, 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 respond, react, respond, react. And Mm -hmm. so like our body is just like going like that. And in order for us to respond more with patience, our body and nervous system needs to be calmer. Yeah. And sitting in silence. And that's why like reading the Bible and journaling, even like your prayers to God or something like it is so calming to the nervous system. If you're able to do that in the morning, take like, you know, five minutes to journal, like what's on your mind or just a prayer to God, like all of that is so calming to the nervous system. So that is number one is getting up before your kids in the morning. If at all possible, you will notice a big difference. And like one tip is make sure your phone is in a different space because if your phone is nearby you will gonna you know pull it up you're gonna want to go through it like it's only natural our phones are designed that way so if I leave it in the kitchen and then I go to my office or go sit in the living room Mm -hmm. like I then it's not next to me And then being off social media helps too, but (laughs) not even, you know, not having active accounts on there, but, um, but just like creating that space without distractions to just connect with God is number one. Number two is prioritizing your basic needs. And I'm talking about like sleep and eating, 
Okay. Mm -hmm. Like how many of us when we're tired and sleep deprived and we're hungry, we're like not nice, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And the reason is because those are basic unmet needs. And when they are not met, it creates a threat in our brain. And our brain literally is trying to focus on the fact that you're hungry and you're tired and it's having so much, like it, it doesn't have the energy to emotionally regulate. It's directing all its energy on the unmet needs. That's why when you have a newborn and you're sleep deprived, you react a lot more. And that's because your brain really needs that rest in order to respond better with your kids. Same thing. Like we're, that's why there's that term hangry. Like your toddler Mm -hmm. is melting down when they're hungry and tired. You know, yes, your tolerance is more as an adult, but you're going to notice that yeah. you are reacting to when you are hungry and tired. And that's why um, like it is important to take care of yourself. This Even this is like, yes, people talk about self-care, but like even the basics, mm-hmm. they're so important. It's not selfish. It's like really good to take care of yourself so then you can be a nice mom to your yeah, kids. Yeah, you can be the best for, yes. Yeah, you can actually show up in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's a simple one that I think many moms overlook because Mm -hmm. we take care of our kids. We do everything for them. We make sure they're fed when they take them to school. But you are just drinking coffee until three in the afternoon. You grabbed a (laughs) handful of gummy bears and then you're like wondering why you're freaking out at 430 at your kids, right? And then you feel that mom guilt. And so I think that... Like we need to figure out, well, what is the root? Why am I overreacting? And sometimes it's not a spiritual problem. Sometimes it's, you literally need some sleep. Uh You're sleep deprived or, you know, you need to eat something. Drink some water, eat an apple. You know, like we had to set ourselves up for success, right? We have to make it where instead of keeping the gummy bears, the easiest thing for us to grab, you know, put some apples on the counter, you know, keep something easy for you to make it easy on yourself to feed yourself well, you know, and I'm not going to go on the whole nutrition spiel, but obviously we know that what we put into our body is going to really result in what we, what we get out, how we can respond. It impacts every area of our lives. So set ourselves up for success. Do yourself a favor, take care of yourself from the inside out. Right? No, that is, that's, that's really good. And you're right. Especially the younger, the kids I think the easier it is for the mom to just be like, ah, I don't even have time. And I would add, take a shower to that one because, because I had to sit down one time in the midst of, of the littles and realize, okay, what is it that makes me feel grounded and whole and, and peaceful, you know, and confident that I can carry on. And it's like, sometimes I just need to go get a shower. <laughs> I need to freshen mm-hmm. up, maybe put on some real yeah. clothes, you know, earrings always help, you know, something (laughs) just to kind of make me feel a little more refreshed and reset, you know, and no, that's, and that's also when I started napping, but I'm not going to steal your things. You keep going. (laughs) Yeah, no, that those are really great things to like, keep in mind because I've, I remember I was doing an episode with one mom and she's a Christian, but she teaches moms how to, you know, dress Mm, in the way mm. that like fits their bodies. And we mm-hmm. talked a lot about like the way we dress really yes. affects the way we feel. And I heard this phrase once, when you feel your worst, dress your best. Mm. And you know, sometimes like when you're in a funk or you're just having a one of those days, taking a shower, you know, doing your hair, just putting a little bit of makeup on, mm-hmm. 
putting on something cute, like yeah. it can really make a difference. Like really I'm not even can. joking. It really can make a difference. Yeah, it really can. And it sounds, it does, it, you know, it sounds funny, but the fact is you will begin to, your feelings will often follow your actions. And that's true in so many things, whether it's getting started reading the Bible. I don't feel like it. I don't get it. Yeah. When you start, you get a taste of that and you crave and you want more. And the same thing with how we choose to, to treat others, how we choose to take care of ourselves. You know, we will just act regardless of how we're feeling in the moment, make those right choices one choice at a time. Our feelings will usually catch up with that. And that's, again, just setting ourselves up for success in that way. I think that's good. I think it would be good to... I don't know. I'm, you know, you encourage women to journal and, and stuff like that as well. And I can imagine just sitting down, making a list of what makes me feel alive and confident and good. Cause sometimes it is those practical things when I'm drinking a lot of water, when I'm taking showers regularly, you know, whatever that is, when I put on real clothes or I go for a walk in some sunshine, you know, those things. Mm -hmm. That's so good. That's so good. Okay. Yeah. So we have the morning and the getting up before our kids, you said, and then how did you, how did you state the second one? Um, meeting your, me, meeting your basic needs, eating which is like, yeah, just purpose. like hydration, you know, eating and sleeping. Those are basic yeah. needs. That's great. Hey friends, I just wanted to pop in here really quickly and ask you a big favor. Well, it's actually not big on your part. It's just really big to me. It's really easy for you. <laughs> I would love to hit 100 reviews on the podcast. We're getting really close to that number. If you could help me out by doing that, I would be so excited and so grateful. If you are an iTunes listener, scroll down on the page for this show and click those five stars if that's in your heart. And if you've got a couple extra seconds, leave a quick review. Reading those is so much encouragement to me. And it's just a great way to help other people find the show and for you to partner with me in helping other women really start applying God's word to our everyday stuff. All right, let's get back to the show. And then the next one that can be um, something that contributes to our impatience is... Um, having too much on our schedule, being yeah. overcommitted and yeah. saying yes to too many things. Yes. Sometimes we feel guilty that our kids are not in these activities. And so we feel like we have to measure up or, and we just say to too many things. Yes. You know, and then, or it could be that sometimes it's just, you're just doing too much. You're not asking for help, mm -hmm. right? You're trying mm -hmm. to do all the housework by yourself you're you're used to doing all the things yourself when the kids are little and now that they're getting older you're just still doing all the things and you're not asking them for help and you literally have too much on your plate mm -hmm. and you're like you know like think of an analogy of a plate right and you have a limited amount of space and you're just putting more and more and more and more on it and things are starting to fall apart and you're overreacting because you're so overwhelmed. There's literally too much on your plate. Yeah. And that is a thing that oftentimes to contribute. It's mom feeling short fused, easily frustrated, snapping at the kids. It's not the kids. Sometimes they're, they're literally not doing anything wrong. They're just being yeah. kids and yeah just playing with each other and just having a great time. 
and you're bothered by that because yeah. you took on too much on yourself yeah. and you are not asking for help because you feel like you should be able to do it all. Yeah. It's a sensory overload. Right. And mm -hmm. there's that, that pride element sometimes that where we get that, I don't know. <laughs> and, and I don't know, maybe it's a, more of an American thing, maybe because we feel like independent, we do it on our own, we can get it done. And I know that even in other cultures and other countries, that's not always the way, you know, th there's a lot more of a family presence and a all in kind of teamwork that people aren't afraid to, to ask for help and work together, even in those things like their children and their home. And I think that we definitely feel like if we can't do it all and raise our organic garden and make our own clothes and, and Pinterest perfect our house, then we're just failing you know, and writing a book and you know, all this stuff. Yes, right. Yeah. And of course, we, you and I know, obviously, social media doesn't help that feeling because all we see is people's highlight reel and we feel like everybody else is doing it, you know, and we mm -hmm. don't know what they're doing behind the scenes to be able to do what they can do or... <laughs> Or how how they're struggling, right? <laughs> how they're struggling behind the scenes because they're yeah. just putting out this image. And that is literally, um, that's one of the things that yeah. contributed to me leaving social media and not just comparing myself with other influencers whose accounts were growing and mine sure. weren't as fast sure. as I wanted to and all that. But it was also seeing other moms and it's so hard to see it and not compare. Yeah. It really, really is hard. And yes, there's people out there that show like the reality and they will be transparent, but many don't. And then you see that and you feel like you're failing mm -hmm. and it's, or you feel like you have to keep doing this and you're yeah. overloading yourself, you're overburdening yourself. And then your family, well, your mental health, your emotional health, sometimes your physical health suffers mm -hmm. and then your family suffers because you're literally giving them the scraps of what is left over and you're reacting left and right. Yes. Yes. No, it's so, it's so true. It's so true. And that schedule portion though, is it's like, I don't know if I said this, or was just thinking of it, that sensory overload that so many things coming at us at once. And if we don't have any margin in our day and in our schedule to sit and be still and breathe and just reconnect, it's, it's a terrible feeling. It's that feeling like you're trapped, right? And mm -hmm. so when you feel like you're backed in a corner and you're trapped and everything's coming at you, what do you do? It's kind of that fight or flight, you know, either you lay on the floor and throw a fit or, <laughs> or you just yeah. start fighting back. And it's not mm -hmm. even that any one thing coming at you is, is wrong. Sometimes, sometimes it's simply that there's too much that we're allowing to come at us at the same time. And yeah, we're, we're doing this sometimes to ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think that was my next point to touch on is sensory overload. Um, we have like a, such a practical, easy, simple thing that pushes us to overreacting that you have control over that is turning off notifications on your yes. phone and yes. maybe even turning off the TV, yes. turning off the news. Um, like I turned off all notifications on my phone. The only text messages that make, um, a noise is when my husband 
I think, or my mom texts. Mm -hmm. Everybody else, only when a phone call comes in, there's no vibration, nothing. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now I don't have my social media apps on my phones, but when I did have them, I had notifications turned off as well. That only when I literally open the app, then I will see if there's a red mark or a message or anything. Um, Outside of that, there was no notification. So then you're able to be a lot more present with your family and in the moment and your phone isn't just like dinging, especially think of like those group messages (laughs) when you're on, right? It's like going off nonstop. And and like it's designed that our brain needs to like see what's going on. Like we want to pick it up, but then it's like your child's melting down or they got hurt and you're thinking about that message, right? And so that's why like turning off notifications in your settings, such a simple, easy fix, but that reduces that overstimulation Mm -hmm. um, that's going on in your brain and mind. And then turning off the TV, like turning off the news that gives you all anxiety and stuff like that, like negativity, Mm -hmm. like you don't need that in your days, turn Mm -hmm. that noise off and or leave social media. There's there's another reason yeah. to leave it, right? Yeah. And then you're going to notice a difference in how you're feeling. Like it's just that sensory overload is like completely, you know, reduced. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to be so much healthier and we have so much more control over that than we mm-hmm. realize. I think all of us have given so much of the control over our peace and our sanity away and not even realizing it, you know, and, and I know, you know, the movie social dilemma and the, you know, all this stuff, it's obvious that there's a lot behind the scenes that is set up that way to specifically try to, you know, addict us and draw us in. And there's so much with the way our psyche works that they know what they're doing, (laughs) but we can say no, <laughs> we can turn things off. And I love what you're saying with the phone. I did the same thing years ago was to, okay, I've got to, you know, rein things in, cut some things out. And I turned off all those notifications. I do think that what you're saying is great because a big excuse people often use, well, but if it's my kid's school, if it's this, if it's that, and most, I, I believe most of the time in most of those texting or calling or whatever, you can set it for, like you said, specific people can still come through. Can You can still get notified when it's certain people, but you don't have to be notified when it's group text about what everybody's bringing for dinner two weeks from now, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that, right? You can find that when you have time to find that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, definitely. Because like things like this, all of the things that we're talking about is that it it creates a stress response in your brain, right? When the needs are unmet, when you're overstimulated, when you're trying to do too much, when you don't have enough help, and you know, when you haven't had any alone time to yourself, all of that like piles up all at once. And then you have a child that's melting down and another one that's screaming and your phone is ringing. Like that creates so much stress. And then we wonder why we start screaming and yelling and reacting in <laughs> anger. And then you, you know, you had such a great episode with Natalie, um, episode 60, you guys talked about like destructive anger yeah. and like, and I feel like, yes, destructive anger is when we say and do hurtful things that damage relationships, 
But there are things that are in our control that we can do something about to proactively set us up. If we wait to try to manage our anger in the heat of the moment, it's going to be so much harder versus setting yourself up for success. That is like a big part of my work is teaching moms what to do proactively. Don't wait till you're overreacting and screaming. Yes, I'll teach you the strategies there, but that is like so much harder Mm -hmm. like versus you doing things ahead of time to set yourself up for success like that's where wisdom comes in you know knowledge is like knowing all the stuff that I'm we're talking about wisdom is actually implementing it in your life and taking action and what is in your control Mm -hmm. sure life is still going to happen stressors are still going to happen outside of your control that is all god right Mm -hmm. and that's where you lean on him and ask him for help but turning off notifications that is in your control and that's where god has given you that mind and you know that brain to learn these skills and tools and take action on it yeah, it's like I see this meme in my mind. Somebody holding their phone. They're like, God, please let all these people stop, you know, commenting on my post. And God's like, turn <laughs> off the notification. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you have the power and the tool to do, you know, there are so many things that we will sometimes be upset about, let get to us, pray for it to change. When sometimes, like you're saying, that practical strategy is within our ability to do ourselves. You know, we Mm -hmm. can take control back in so many areas that we have just kind of given it over. That's so good. So good. So what was number four? Did we say number four yet? I think we went over all of them, but we just kind of like mushed them together. We talked about time for yourself, getting up before your kids. We're talking, we talked about overcommitment, doing too much. Mm -hmm. Um, We talked about overstimulation, just having notifications and noise and chaos, not having enough support. And another one, like not asking for help, trying to do it all yourself Mm because we see other people supposedly doing it on their own and doing it well, right? And then um, we talked about meeting our basic Basic needs needs. as well, you know, and so we, we covered most of them and I feel like that (laughs) that's a great starting point to just like, you know, recognize what is the root of all my, you know, triggers and maybe even my frustration and anger. Um, There's always some sort of root, like anger is a secondary emotion. So what is the underneath? Is it the overstimulation? Is it unmet needs, you know? So just stop maybe for a second, maybe even tonight as you're listening to this, like sit down and journal and be Mm -hmm. like, I wonder what's going on when I overreact. Like what is the trigger and what is contributing to that? And just maybe even look through the list that we gave you and think about those things. And then if something jumps out at you, take action on that, do something about it. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. You had something um, we had mentioned before we, beforehand, before we started recording, and you said that um, you talk about how to help moms create daily alone time to feel restored and connected with God. Is that part of that getting up earlier or is there more to that aspect that you talk about? Yeah, that is part of it. Another thing is like when um, you have toddlers that nap during the day, using that time and like 
Um, it's like a mental shift that you tell yourself, this is not the time for me to get things done around the house. I spend the first 30 minutes mm -hmm. connecting with God yeah. and, or like moving my body, like exercising, or like you and I both live in Florida. So maybe sitting outside and just yeah. for a few minutes, just watching the nature, listening to the birds, you know, like yeah. dedicate something that will fill up your cup midday. Yeah. Um, I use a visual timer with my older kids. So even when when they're home from school, when the baby naps, they have get yeah. quiet time. Yes. I separate yes. them into different parts of the house mm -hmm. and they have to do something quietly. They can read, they can play with Legos, they can play with magnet blocks. There's no screens for the first hour. Um, and so if they do well, then they, you know, get to watch something for the second hour. And mm -hmm. so, um, sometimes they like to listen to a podcast and we rotate the iPad. Everybody yeah. gets like 20 minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it's just like, even the kids get to learn, you know, that, you know, time in the afternoon, my oldest is 11 and like, it's a norm in our house. Like mm -hmm. quiet time yeah. is Absolutely. a norm. Everybody gets it. Not yeah. just you guys, mama gets it. Everybody gets it. Yep. Um, you can ask your spouse in the evenings and say, hey, can I have like a couple evenings a week when you put the kids to bed so I can have some time to myself? Like I have a practice Friday night, bath night. Everybody knows in my house, like mm -hmm. this is my bath night. Mm -hmm. My husband put the kids <laughs> to bed and like, I, I get to take That's a bath, so you know? And so there's just things like I used to have a gym membership in Minnesota that gave me two and a half hours a day of childcare. It was well, only I had a 12... place like that in Virginia and it was amazing. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I don't have one here nearby, but in Minnesota, it was an extra $12 a month per child mm -hmm. on top of my own, you know, fee. Mm -hmm. So for $12 a month, I got two and a half hours, seven days a week yes. of childcare. Are you kidding me? I know. Like, <laughs> I, I, I got that membership when I was going through like a hard season in my life where I was really depressed and I really needed to do that inner work. I was going to therapy a lot and there was a lot of like journaling prompts I had to do and reading certain books and stuff like that. And so I would take my kids over there and sometimes I would work out, but most of the time I would go sit into in their coffee shop. Yes. I would sometimes go sit by the pool if it's nice. Sometimes I would go to their steam room or sauna right. and like, or the pool or just mm -hmm. have some, that me time, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I would just, you know, you know, sit and in, in silence and, and just um, like journal and stuff like that. And so that was super, super helpful for me in that yeah. season. You can do switching childcare with a um, neighbor or a friend. You can mm -hmm. ask a grandma. Right now we live in Florida. We don't have family nearby. But in Minnesota, when we had family, my mother-in-law was 10 minutes away. And so mm -hmm. I asked her if she could watch my kids to once a week for a couple hours. And nice. that would give me some time for myself. Absolutely. And I use that time not to run errands, but to do something that fills me up. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, working like creating content for mamas, that is one of the things that fills me up. It's not the only thing, but it's one of them. And sometimes I would use it for that. Sometimes I would go get my nails done. Sometimes sure. I would go get together with a friend, mm -hmm. you know, for coffee or something like that. So doing something for yourself. And so those are a few ways that you can um, create that time, which obviously needs to be intentional. It doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. You 
we need to kind of like shift our mindset. Like, okay, what can I let go that's on my plate right now that is not serving me, that is draining me? What Mm -hmm. can I delegate to my family? Maybe my spouse, maybe my kids, if you have the means to outsource and pay someone to do so. Mm -hmm. So then I can create this time for myself because when I feel restored, when I fill up my cup, when I connect with God on a regular basis, I show up as more present, calm, grounded, and I show Christ to my family. You know, like I set a positive example. I feel better internally and it's coming out and how I'm showing up towards my family. Yes. Yes. And everything benefits your marriage benefits, your parents, your kids, Mm -hmm. your parenting benefits, your kids benefit your husband. I mean, it's a ripple effect that keeps going. And when we were, I'll give you two things that we did. One that was kind of costly and one that was free. And that really helped me because we never lived near family. And when my kids were little, little, um, we lived in near Washington DC area and I was just kind of losing my mind. (laughs) You know, I, um, when my son was one and my daughter was like three and a half and then my husband started traveling a a lot. I'm talking like before we moved to Florida, that one year, 2014, he lived here in the Hilton and he came home for like 36 hours a week. And I was by myself with the one-year-old and the three-year-old. It was crazy. That's hard. However, there are military families out there and, you know, crazy people and single parents. I'm so, it gave me a very new, fresh perspective on that. But one thing we did as an investment, when my husband realized I was kind of like at my end, Because when you don't have something on the calendar where you can look to and say, okay, I'm going to get a a little bit of a reset and a break there. It's hard, but when you can look and know, okay, on this day, I'm going to get a few hours. Then you can keep going. You can be more positive. You get that reset and then you start fresh. It helps. So we actually started investing. We found a college student and she came every other week for a full day, like five or six hours. And I paid her and I told her, I was like, I'm going to do whatever I need to do. I'm going to, if I need to clean, I'm going to clean. If I want to go shopping, I'm going to go shopping. If I'm going to sleep, I'm just going to go upstairs and go to sleep. You know, you're here and you hang out with them and just keep them happy and keep them safe. And I'm just going to do what I need to do. And I knew that I would have that. So it wasn't cheap, but it was an investment in our marriage, in our life, in our family, in my sanity. So that was great. And we were very thankful for that. And then the free thing I did was we had a little girl who was a neighbor kid and she was eight and she loved my daughter who was four at the time. So she started being my mommy helper and she would come over and I think I, her mom didn't want me paying her anything. So I think I paid her like $3 an hour, you know, for her to she would come over, she would play with my daughter. And I taught her how to change diapers when my son was little and kind of created my own little babysitter as she grew, but for free, she would come. She felt like such a big girl, you know, Mm -hmm. cause she was helping me, but my kids were happy and they were playing and they were engaged. And I was able to, you know, if she needed me, I was in the house, but I could be somewhere else with my door shut sleeping or reading or whatever I needed to be doing. And that was so helpful and just a beautiful thing too, because it was a cycle, you know, she learned Mm -hmm. and she grew in that time too. And that was a really sweet time, but yeah, we have to look for those ways and be intentional about it. We really, really do. 
That's really good. And I really like what you said, like something to look forward to on your calendar. One of the things that when I talk to mamas and coach mamas, they struggle with, like they say, I feel like I have nothing to look forward to. I'm just a hamster in a wheel. I go, 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 go all day long. I take care of everyone else and everyone else's needs. And with what happened, that's when you go to burnout, right? When you feel like your life just feels bleh. You have nothing to look forward to. You lost yourself, right? Yes. You're constantly just serving others. Listen, Jesus, mm-hmm. he took time for himself. Yes. He literally left the crowd. Yes. To, and went, there's those verses that say he went to a desolate place mm-hmm. by himself to connect with God. Mm-hmm. Like no people. And mm-hmm. why? Because people were like taking, taking, taking. He was yes. giving, giving, giving. And he was fully human and fully God. And as he, we're not gods. Mm -hmm. And so even Jesus had to take time for himself. Like, of course you need to take time for yourself. Like you have like limited amount of energy. And if you like recognize, like I did that I'm highly sensitive and I'm an introvert, like I even need even more alone time, maybe than an extrovert. And like, I get overstimulated more quickly. And I notice that when I proactively set myself up for success and I do like things like we talked about, especially getting up before in the morning and creating some healthy habits, mm-hmm. I notice that I can tolerate noise a lot more. I'm not as reactive. Like, you know, that, like I said, that window of tolerance opens up. Yeah. And oh. so, yeah. And so like, yeah, these are a lot of like practical things, but, yeah. you know, and I think, this is wisdom. This is wisdom where you can listen to this and you're like, okay, you know, Mm -hmm. I can implement this today. I can turn off notifications today. I can have a family meeting and tell our kids, you know, we're going to be going to bed a little bit earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. from now on Mm -hmm. because mama needs that time for herself or whatever it is. And starting that quiet time, we did the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's so many little things that we can start to do to set up healthy boundaries and guardrails. Um, and I love that you brought up about Christ because Jesus did, you know, it even says he got up early in the morning while it was mm-hmm. still dark and went away to pray as was his custom. It was a regular thing he did. And like you said, if Jesus himself needed that, how much more us, but the other piece that I like to think about that really gives some freedom to us, especially as moms, he did not heal everybody. He did not fix everything that needed to be fixed. There were times when people were still coming in droves and he said, it's time to leave this place. And disciples are like, "Uh, but, 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 but he's like, no, it's time. And he would go and he would get refreshed and he would take his disciples away and have them take time to be recharged and refreshed. Even when there were people still needing and still wanting and still begging and still pulling at him, He knew when he needed to step away. And there's so much freedom in that. We're not trapped, we're called, right? And when we're called, we're equipped, but only with our united connection with our father. And -hmm. that's the only place we find the strength to go back to the crowd again and again, right? So anyway, mm, so good. So, so good. Thank you for sharing all of this for bringing your heart, for your passion, for, for moms and for just, you have such a beautiful presence about you that you're able to 
you open your mouth. It's like, ah, peace. (laughs) You really do. You have a beautiful gift for that. And it is, it is lovely. And I'll definitely be linking to your show. I want people to head to that and get all the wonderful things that you are putting out there. And you also, I know you have a resource that you wanted to share with us. Yeah. Yes. So I put together a resource. It's five ways to calm down when you're feeling triggered. Mm. And it's at emotionally healthy legacy slash in- intertwined, right? Is that how you said it? Yes. At your podcast yeah. name. Yes. yes. And it's over there and I will share the link with you and your Beautiful. listeners can go over there and get that resource. And I think you will be blessed by it. Excellent. That will absolutely be in the show notes. Everybody can be sure and grab that. Um, two last questions for you. One is, do you have a life verse or a verse that is especially bringing you life right now? Yeah, I was looking at it this morning. So Psalm 59, 16, and what it says right here, um, it's the second half of the verse. For you have been to me a fortress and a refuge in the day of my distress. And so mm-hmm. when we are struggling, we can always turn to Jesus and ask him for help and also reveal to like ask him to reveal to you like like where you need to surrender to him and where you need to take action and do something about it. Because we talked about the practical aspect and then there's the spiritual mindset aspect where we truly like surrender to God what is his. So Mm -hmm. he's there for us. He's there to guide us and give us wisdom. And he said, if we ask for wisdom, he's going to give it to us. So um, that is my encouragement for you, mama, today. Beautiful. So good. Thank you so much. And where can my people find you? Yeah, not on social it. media. No, not on social <laughs> media. It. I'm not Love there it. anymore. Our Love friend it. Sandy Cooper, she really, <laughs> she. <laughs> Yeah. She got me excited <laughs> to leave social media. I love her new podcast, Writing Up Social. It's awesome. Yes, but her, Mary it's Kay, great. Yeah, that's really mm-hmm. exciting. Yes, yes. I listen to, link to that too, because I don't know if my listeners have gotten that one yet, but we love Sandy Cooper mm-hmm. over here at the Intertwined Life Podcast. <laughs> yes, Sandy is amazing. She has a great podcast too, The Balanced Momcast. So go check it out. Um, shout out to Sandy. <laughs> but um. So just listen to my podcast. It's called Emotionally Healthy Legacy. That's where you can uh, find a lot more tools and things that we talked about today, practical and the spiritual encouragement as well. So beautiful. All right. I love it. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for being here today and just for connecting and for reaching out. I'm glad we got to do this. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Hey friend, if you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button and then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, Oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? (laughs) But if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways.